going to ask you to do this twice today, and I understand that, but I'm going to ask you anyhow. If you are a veteran of the United States Armed Forces, would you please now stand? Thank you so very much for your service. We will honor you in a few moments again. The beginning of the Declaration of Independence says this, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Among those are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The price to defend and preserve those rights have been high, and our nation's veterans are still willing to pay that price and have been and will forever be willing to pay that price. During the American Revolution, 217,000 soldiers fought, and over 4,400 gave their lives. During the Civil War, 3.2 million on both sides fought to preserve truth and freedom, and indeed that all men are created equal, and over 214,000 died. During World War I, 4.7 million were deployed and over 53,000 passed away and never returned home. During World War II, 16.1 million and almost 292,000 died. During the war in Korea from 1950 to 53, in that particular region alone, 1.8 million were deployed and almost 34,000 gave their lives. During Vietnam, deployed to Southeast Asia, were 3.4 million and over 47,000 gave their lives. During Desert Storm and Desert Shield, deployed to the Gulf alone, were 694,148 of them gave their lives. And deployed between Afghanistan and Iraq are 2.7 million, 4,400 died in Iraq. And 2,372 died in Afghanistan. The statement at the beginning of the Declaration of Independence, for we believe that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, and among those are life, liberty, and a pursuit of happiness, are based on our Judeo-Christian beliefs, which we believe has been entrusted to us by God. The United States is one of the only countries in the world that would believe that and be willing to fight to preserve and to protect it. And we have done so not in an effort to dominate the world or to take over another country, which is the root cause of so many wars. We have fought to protect, defend, and preserve those freedoms for ourselves and other nations unable to defend themselves. Now, I certainly realize that today is Veterans Day, where we honor our heroes. And not Memorial Day, where we mourn the loss of those who paid the ultimate price. But if you think about it for a moment, they're somewhat difficult to separate. Because every single one of the veterans who stood and every single one of the veterans down through the last 200 plus years who have stood down through time have been willing to pay the ultimate price. Many of them are here this day, but they remember their comrades who cannot be here or who never return home. Today is November 11th. And on this particular day, November 11, 2018, it marks the 100th anniversary of the armistice that concluded ultimately that 
at war, World War I, was the war to end all wars. Unfortunately, it didn't. In 1954, President Eisenhower signed a bill that declared on November 11th we would always celebrate as Veterans Day and call upon Americans everywhere to rededicate themselves to the cause of peace. The stated purpose of this holiday was to thank all veterans who served the United States of America. One definition of a veteran is an, in veteran is an individual who signed a blank check payable to our country for the amount up to and including his or her very life. When our country called, they answered, and so did many of you. We've demonstrated a love for others and for our nation, and we are here today on this day, November 11th, to say thank you. According to the Uniformed Services Code at retreat at the end of the day, you are remembered as a veteran when the flag comes down at military installations all around the world. Ceremonially, when the service members fold the flag that you saw in that video just a moment ago at the end of the day, every single fold represents something meaningful. That first triangular fold defines our flag as a symbol of life. The second fold is a symbol of our belief in eternal life, and that third fold represents honor to our veterans and remembrance of the one who has departed and gave his or her life for our nation to attain peace throughout the world. Now, you obviously notice that there are a number of things all over the platform today and all over our stage floor. They represent, as well as we could in just a few days together, a, a number of the branches of military service. Many of them are obviously items of warfare. They've come from so many sources. One stands for an individual who fought in the Civil War from someone who reenacts it on a regular basis, and the musket, from what I understand, is genuine. We have a rifle from World War I, a Navy uniform from World War II. Wen Rierich, who is a member of our congregation, 90-plus years old, wore this very uniform in 1943 and 1944. He was so young, as you can well imagine, that many 18, 19-year-olds who decided they were going to serve or who were asked to serve that he couldn't even have that uniform fit into one of our mannequins here today. It's just a reminder again of how young some of these men and women are and their willingness to serve. We obviously have a host of weapons up here. Many of them are mine. A M1 Garand that represents Hiroshima, Tommy gun and Korean carbine. Number of items from many who served in Vietnam. Some who actually brought them with them and have had them since then. Some of the script that you may notice when you walk by it later literally was a script they were handed when they were given pay on those particular occasions. Instead of American dollars, they were given certain scripts so that no one else could get our dollars. And then later, they were able to turn them in. And since the late 1960s and early 70s, he held on to those as a reminder of what had happened during those days. There are a number of other items, many men and women who served in Vietnam and many since. I'm sure you're well aware of the fact that many of those who served in Vietnam did not gain the honor and respect that they so richly deserved. Over the last number of years, we tried to do our best as a nation to honor their service and to honor what they did. But for some, it won't erase the scars of what they didn't get and what they didn't receive when they returned home. Simply obedient to the call of the nation 
and what they were asked to do. There's a flag over there that was flown in Iraq and another flag right here that was flown in Afghanistan. The armistice that was to end World War I concluded that it really was going to be the war that ended all wars. But unfortunately, nations have been at one another ever since, and wars have continued on and on down through the ages. Some veterans have physical scars. Some you may know. Some you may have seen. And some have scars that no one sees. Some are pretty obvious. Some are fairly hidden. Some are very seldom ever talked about, but they are real. Many veterans share their stories freely. They love to tell a story of what it was like then. They want somebody to know what they did and what it was like and how incredibly honored they felt to serve our nation and how difficult it was to take the life of another individual who was simply declared at that moment an enemy. And many of them share their stories. Some only a select few. They'll either have memories they don't want to share or stories they don't want to tell. And some will have stories they never share. And some have stories they never can tell. They keep that memory hidden deep down inside and at times it comes out and surfaces itself in a number of different ways but it's unbelievably difficult to share and very difficult to communicate to people who have never been there, never been through what they've been through to understand how they feel. And I've learned down through the years that I've shared with you on a number of occasions that I never say I know how you feel if I honestly don't. Because in most cases we don't. I realize that not everybody will appreciate all the weapons that I permitted in here today. But others will be grateful we remembered. And for some it may up, stir up memories long forgotten that may remind them every once in a while when they look at one of those of a comrade they served with in arms or a defining moment in their lives it could be an opportunity after the service for a dad or a grandfather or a husband and a wife to go up with a grandson or a relative to say this is what I carried this is what it was like this is what I did remember all those stories that I tried to share with you I held one of those I carried one of those I used one of those Maybe they've told you that story before, maybe not, but it will be a moment in time where maybe for one person or a few in here this morning to walk up through there with a grandson or a granddaughter and say, I just want you to understand why we stand for the flag and why we will always stand for the flag. I just want you to understand the price that so many were willing to pay, the purple heart that represents somebody who is... Wounded in action and obviously many who didn't make it home. For a lot of people, they will stand for reminders of some of the heroes in their lives. A hero like a dad or a mom, an aunt or an uncle, a grandfather, a son or a daughter, some other relative in their life. And, and what we've done here this morning just stands as a reminder that we remember. Remember a couple of weeks ago when I said to you, Every one of us have a story, and sometimes you really don't know all the stories that are sitting beside you or around you on a Sunday morning. I've heard a number of them over the last few weeks in preparation for today. I heard from one of our ladies whose dad served in World War II, and he was assigned to oversee Germans in a POW camp. When the war was over and everyone went back to their own nation, a number of those from that German prison camp wrote back to Leslie's dad and said, thank you. 
Thank you for treating me as a human being. An enemy I know, but thank you for treating me as a human being. He couldn't begin to feel overwhelmed with what it was like for one of them to send in that note. For me, like many of you, it's really personal. My uncle, who happens to be my dad's favorite brother, was killed in World War II and buried in Holland, still to this day. My cousin, who was much more like a nephew than a cousin, was killed in Iraq. And both of their pictures are over there this morning. My father-in-law, Connie's dad, served in World War II and had a friend right beside him die. It changed him forever. Her uncle also served. My son-in-law, Jonathan, served, which is his army uniform there. My nephew joined the army and was sworn in this past of all days, September 11th. A number of you all over the audience have relatives and friends and dads and moms and some who are still actively serving all around the world. I've done weddings for Air Force pilots, some who couldn't even tell me what they do, but they knew that I was proud. I've done weddings for Marine and Army sergeants and captains, and as you can well imagine, I've done a number of military funerals. Still to this day, after burying a 21, 23-year-old Air Force pilot in my last church, when I see the missing man formation and a jet go off by itself, I still have a hard time watching it. I didn't serve, but I will support those who did. I have a number of outfits that I could have worn today from many branches of the service, but I knew, number one, I would lead the other four out, and number two, for a moment, I felt like I would be a disservice to those who are wearing those uniforms and serving in those branches when I didn't. And so today I chose this because I am a chaplain for the Pennsylvania State Police. I actually called three different times to the Department of Defense after 9-11 to serve, but all three of them said I'm too old. <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> we have relatives, sons and daughters all over our audience this morning who have served and are still serving all around the world and are thrilled that we remember today and celebrate their service. The price of freedom for many families have been incredibly high, and we want to make sure that we never take that for granted, and as President Reagan said, never, ever forget. Over the last number of weeks in preparation for today, I've had all these ideas in my mind to try to see it, that it becomes reality, and we wanted to do some very practical things, and so we did just a few. You obviously don't know this, but yesterday you paid for a luncheon over at the Veterans Association for those who are in a seminar all day long for helping homeless veterans. In the lobby are a number of tables that I would love for you to take the opportunity to explore after the service today. There is one from the VA itself with a number of benefits and brochures that they can share. There's one side to the left that is flights for veterans. They take them to D.C., Washington, D.C., to see the war memorials. Many of them have not had the opportunity to do that. And so a while ago, a number of people started an organization to be able to help them go, and some of them go to our church, and so I asked them to set up a display. You can go out there and talk to them, and they have that opportunity to take a vet who's never had the opportunity to see the World War II Memorial or the Korean War Memorial or the Vietnam Wall, one of the most moving things you'll ever experience, even if you never did serve. 
And so they're out there and give you the opportunity to talk to them. Normally we do angel tree at this time of the year for those who are incarcerated to help their families through some difficult times, but we didn't get many of them this year in light of the recent lockdowns. Many of our prison had a note or a, a film of some kind go through a lot of our prisons, and so they had to lock them down, and also the hurricanes didn't allow us to get the names we normally do or for them to collect them. So this year we're going to do something a little bit different. When you walk out that door, there's a table out there, and it calls Adopt-A-Vet. There are 60 veterans who live over in the Sergeant Joseph George Cousy Community Living Center in the old VA. And what we're simply offering you, if you want to, is to take one of those names, and there'll be a sticker on it, and on the back of that sticker will identify the one gift that you can give them, and all the instructions are there. And if you would like to adopt a vet, we have 60 of them. We obviously gave a number of them out in the first service, and we have a number that we held back for you as well. You can take one of those and maybe do something special for them this particular year. A few of us are sponsoring a, a bird hunt for some combat veterans. So if you have been or have served in combat in any way, when you walk out there, you can't miss the hunting vest and just fill out the card and drop it in a jar. And on Tuesday, some of our ladies will pull one of those or two of those or three of those. Right now, I've got four that uh, we're offering to a guy who just wants to do something fun. There is one round table out there that represents a missing man. It stands for the one who didn't return home. I'd love for you to look at it and read all the inscription that goes beside it so you get a full appreciation of what it's like for the family that you saw in the video here this morning who waited and waited and waited and knew that someday, maybe, possibly, the door would knock, the flag would be there, and the chaplain would be standing at that door. In every service this morning, obviously we only have two, we had two wooden crosses that were made, or flags that were made by one of our gentlemen here at a church, and we wanted to give one away to a veteran who is the oldest veteran who is attending today at Community Alliance Church. So if you were a veteran, we started last time at 80, and we had a number of them stand. So if you were a veteran, 85 or older, would you stand? 85 or older. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Stay, stay standing, gentlemen, because I'm going to have to do what I wished I hadn't do. And that is, how old are you, sir? 87? 87? Sorry again? 86? You win. <laughs> <laughs> thank you Warren for your service gentlemen obviously I thank you as well and if you want one I would buy it myself for you if you see me after the service this morning and Warren you can come up here and take that home the gentleman in the first service was 91 who served during World War II. There are days on the calendar of the year, specifically in May, when we honor and remember those who serve in law enforcement. But over the last number of weeks, and honestly, to be honest with you, in the last number of months, I really wanted us to today, on this day, thank them as well. 
So I put a table together of some of the mementos that I've had and been able to collect down through the last number of years because they, like our veterans, offer their lives in service every single day. And when they put on that uniform, they, in all cases, run toward the battle instead of away from it. And every day when they put on their uniform and strap on their weapons and put on that vest, they are hoping that somebody is honoring them, encouraging them, remembering them, and praying for them, that they will come home at the end of that shift. A number of them down through the last number of years of story after story. Obviously, the very first one that ran into the building this week in California was a, a sheriff from California. A number of them ran into the Jewish temple a couple of weeks ago in Pittsburgh. One of them was a military veteran. Had two, at least, I think, Purple Hearts. When he came out of the military, he joined the police force in Pittsburgh. A friend of mine who knows him well said, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you come home and be an accountant? Do something safe. He said, to be honest with you, it's all I've ever known. And so he was one of the few that was the very first ones into that temple a couple of Saturdays ago. The stories are endless, and I could share hundreds of them with you, and I understand that. But what's sadder still is that over the last number of years, some of them have become actual targets. And I want them to know that the people of Community Alliance Church stand behind them, for them, with them, and are praying for them. I know that some of you cannot stand. Some of you would prefer not to stand. Some of you don't want to be known whether you're undercover or you'd just rather not anybody know. But if you are or have ever served in law enforcement today, I'd love for you to stand. I have something that I want you to have. Any of you here? Jason? Dustin? Hey, John. Any on this side over here? For those of you who couldn't stand or didn't feel comfortable standing, would you please see me after the service because I have something I want to give you. It's an honor of law enforcement on the front side is a flag and a cross and I'll share with you in a moment what's on the tag but if you would be willing to do that or if you know someone that would just love one of those from Community Alliance Church, please let me know because I really want them to know that we are behind them, we are for them and we are praying for them. Over the last number of weeks we've been in the book of Philippians on a Sunday morning. And we've shared a number of things that I think God wants to teach us in incredible ways on how to live the life he's calling us to. Next Sunday morning, we'll pick up a chapter four, and there are some incredibly powerful lessons that the Word of God wants to teach us on how to live the life that God's called us to. But near the end of chapter three is a small little section of verses like this that simply refer to someone that most people don't even know. Paul said, hey, I want you to know about Epaphrodites. He almost died. He was willing to give his life for the cause of Christ. And I don't want you to forget him. I want you to remember him. I want you to pray for him. Ministry, as in many of us have, down through the years, have known a number of people who were willing to give their lives for the cause of the gospel of Christ. Some are friends, 
Some are very close, close friends of my wife, who died in Vietnam in Bamatuit, and some of them were never found. Jesus, the Son of God, gave his life for the freedom that you and I experience every day in our lives when we understand Christ is our Savior. Not for freedom from another nation, but freedom from sin and death. Freedom from the destruction, destructive forces that come against us every day of our life. John 3.16, which is one of the most familiar verses in all the New Testament, said, God so loved this world. God so loved this world. that God of the universe so loved you and so loved you and so loved you and you and you that he gave his life. He gave his son so that you and I can have life forever. He understands what it's like to offer this son, as some of you who have offered your sons and daughters. He knows that pain that you feel. He knows that separation. He clearly understands the cost of freedom. The cross that you see up here this morning represents the price that he was willing to pay so that you and I can have that unbelievable sense of peace deep down in our souls. And the incredible thing about the sacrifice of Jesus is that he not just died, but he rose from the dead. And he comes to offer us forgiveness and grace, relationships in the family of God, guidance and direction from his word. And when we receive him as Savior, he offers us eternal life. It's incredible. That the God of the universe would understand and know us that well, that would love us that much. Who knows that we face an enemy, not one that you can always see, but one that you know is there. That we face an enemy who's not just out to trip you up or hurt you, who's out to destroy you and take your very soul. It's one thing for someone to be able to take your life. It's another thing for someone who is after your soul. And Satan himself is after our souls. And Jesus came to do battle with him. And he won the ultimate battle when he rose from the grave. And he offers us everything. He offers us life, eternal life, when we receive him as Savior. No one wants war. We all want peace. But the only one that can give real and lasting peace is Jesus. No matter what unrest and uncertainty around us, only peace will ever really feel deep down in our soul, regardless of what goes on in the world around us, is a peace that comes through knowing Jesus Christ as our Savior. Every one of you in here this morning may know that. You may have come to a point in your life when you receive Christ as your Savior and you know you receive forgiveness and grace and love and relationships in the family of God. And you're absolutely certain that no matter what happens in this world, if you leave this world, you'll see Jesus face to face. But maybe some of you don't. And so today we not only offer you gifts and great memories and an opportunity to celebrate freedom, we offer you the absolute greatest gift you will ever, ever receive in a personal relationship with Jesus. And we'd love to help you through that process. Because to be honest with you, it is the only way you'll ever find deep inner healing and deep inner peace. For some of you who have allowed your son and daughter to go, as we saw in the video this morning, I just want you to remember again, you have a God who understands that. You have a God who knows what it's like to offer their son. 
And so I don't want you to leave here this morning thinking no one quite understands and no one understands how it feels because we have a God who really does. And we have a God who wants to wrap his arms around you and say, I do understand. I do understand. What I love, again, for those of you who are veterans of our service, we have some men with some gifts that they want to give you. If you have served as a veteran in any branch of the service, would you again please stand? These gentlemen are going to come down right now, and they have something that we want you to have as well. On the back side, it's a challenge coin. And if you know anything about the military, many of them collect challenge coins. I have a number of them in my office from a variety of different contexts. And on the back side of the challenge coin is a reminder of every branch of the military service, those in armed forces in those five branches, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, and Coast Guard. On the front side is a flag and a cross. And, and then there's an attachment to it. It's from Philippians chapter 1 that we've been sharing with. And it's from chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, where it said, Every time I think of you, I pray for you. Every time I think of you, I remember. And so, gentlemen, ladies, if you have taken one of these today, I just want you to know that every time you look at it, every time you put it in your pocket, every time you have it, I just want you to know that we at Community Alliance remember you, thank you, and pray for you. Until we see Jesus face to face. We celebrate your service, and we're honored just to call you part of our church family. So on behalf of all of us, thank you. You will be forever remembered. You have a family member. I didn't know how many we'd have here this morning. I didn't know how many we'd have here this morning, so if you have a family member who's not here or wasn't able to be here who is in a branch of the service, love for you to take one of those as well and uh, let them know that we celebrate our freedom today and we thank them for their service. Dave did a, did a phenomenal job of putting those videos together and the music here this morning. I had to watch them a number of times before I could be prepared to stand up here in front of you today. Amber, thank you for singing the national anthem. A lot of what we put here together are our mind and some of them are irreplaceable. But if you would love to look at them this morning, many people have offered a lot of items, and I want to thank you for that. But if you want to take time as you go to leave today, please do so. The ones that are roped off there are, as I said before, are very valuable and in some cases totally irreplaceable. Uh, mine on this end, the swords and the weapons, you certainly feel free to to uh, look at. We have somebody that's going to take care of watching over everything. On behalf of all of us at Community Alliance Church, thank you for being here today. Thank you for celebrating our freedom. Next Sunday morning, we get back to Philippians, but we will always remember what others have done. Let's stand. Father, we thank you for your amazing grace and your love. Thank you for the gifts that you give us and the life that you have offered us. I pray, oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, that every single one of us who are here this morning will understand that grace and forgiveness and peace that only you can give. And for those of us who will come across someone who doesn't have what we have found, give us the courage to share it because it is the greatest thing we can offer them.
bless and protect. May you continue to bless this nation, our soldiers, forces all around the world, and those who serve. And may you continue to bless the United States of America. In your name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for being here today.